Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonix therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free so make sure you head to the app store or google play download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started what's going on everybody welcome back to inside the five it's will and it's griff and today uh we have a nice celtics breakdown our nba locks for the episode um, a little Red Sox update, as well as some MLB and um, draft recap from the NFL this week. Let's and- do it. With the third pick in the 2017 NBA draft, the Boston Celtics select Jason Tatum from Duke University. So we're going to start things off with uh, the NBA. Um, we both hit our locks last episode. Yep, the but greatest to ever do it. Maybe like the first time in like a few weeks. It's been a few weeks for sure, but we're back in full strength right now. Yeah, 100%. Um, I had the Nets minus five over the Pacers, and then you had Denver minus four over the Raptors. So I think there's some solid games right there. I actually think my game was like insane. I want to I say that my game was like an easy one. I can't remember. Was it Thursday? Uh, was it, Thursday? it was Thursday. Oh, no. My game was not insane at all. Nah, Denver. <laughs> it was 130 to 113. Yeah, my game was 121 to 111. Um, 
OG Ananubi had 25, and Denver's leading scorer was Michael Porter Jr. with 23 points. Well, yeah, I saw that he, that night he went off. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, uh, Jokic had 19 and 11 with only two assists. MPJ actually got the start, which was kind of weird. And PJ Dozier got the start for Denver. <laughs> PJ fucking Dozier, the GOAT. That's, like, insane. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, PJ Dozier, former Celtic. Uh, but um, also, I wanted to it, say that night, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. dropped fifty points. Didn't he get fined? Did he actually? <laughs> I want to say he got fined fifty k for something. I don't remember what it was though. Look at it real quick. Oh, also, while Will's looking it up, um, I just want to say, um, LeBron James, absolute fraud. Um, at the beginning of the season, LeBron was asked um, how he felt about the play-in games. And he said, and I quote, you got Portland, you got Memphis, New Orleans, and Sacramento tinkering around there. So if there's five or, te- or ten games left, why not let those guys battle it out, make them play each other all five games? Um, now that the uh, Lakers lost on Sunday night to the Raptors and became the seventh seed and have entered the play-in, he said, whoever came up with this S-word needs to be fired. Yeah, I saw that. Like, I, Yeah, like, this is this is y'all's GOAT. Like, I'm sorry. I've, I will never call LeBron James the greatest of all time. He's the best player of all time, but he's not the greatest of all time. There's a difference. Yeah, I was like, because he also said something, like, he said that before, like, what you said, and then, like, halfway, like, the All-Star break when he was, like, pissed about the All-Star game, which, like, made sense. Like, that was logical. Yeah. But this you know about. Yeah, and then he said that him and, like, Luca both agreed. They were like, this is a terrible idea. Like, why would anyone want – like, what's the point? Yeah, but, but Luca didn't come out earlier and say that it was a good idea. Like, LeBron did and then changed his mind once he realized that his team sucked and was yeah. going to be in it. And, like, Luca just wasn't a fan of it to begin with, which, like, yeah. I totally understand because, like – I mean, you can like it and not like it at the same time. Like, it's like, that's like, it's like a weird thing with the play-in. Because right. it can be a good thing because you might get another interesting game out of the season. Uh-huh. But then it's like kind of like screwy how the teams can like get in and how you can just lose if you're like the seven. Exactly. Like I mean, you're playing. Being like, all right, cool. We did enough. We got in as a seven. You know what I mean? We couldn't mm-hmm. really make it up a little bit more, but we snuck in. And you're like, fine. Well, now you're not. Like, that's just like, honestly, dumb. But like, exactly. I mean, and you play 72 games for a play-in. Like, that's the reason why you play 72 games. So why are you doing a play-in? Yeah. After the 72 games, that makes no sense to me. That like that's the main reason why it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Like like, I agree with Braun. I think that it's a dumb idea. But you don't come out say it's a good idea when you know you're a top dog, and then once you realize that you've fallen off with injuries, you can't just change your mind just because you're not a good basketball team anymore. Yeah, like, that's, like, I don't understand. Like, I mean, obviously, their team got, like, injury plagued, like, at the first possible time. So, it was just, like, like, it it is what it is. I mean, like, every team is injury plagued at this point. I don't think there's there's a healthy team, like, left. So, like, the the playoffs are going to be, they're going to be good playoffs, but it's going to be ugly because everyone's going to, like, everyone's hurt. That's facts. Um, also, Kevin Porter Jr. did get fined for violating health and safety protocols, and it was 50K. It was, like, a few days ago. 
Yeah, you had 50 points and a 50K fine. I remember <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. I thought it was hilarious. But Kevin, he's a bucket. Like, he, he's in the right situation now. He needs to be on a bad team, and now he's on a bad team. Yeah, because then he's going to play. That really team that gives good. him love, yeah. Yeah, and then he's going to, like, develop, and then he'll be able to be on, like, a really, really good team. Unless, right. unless the Rockets manage to, like, dig themselves up from the hole, I guess, that they kind of, like, put themselves in. Because, like, literally they traded all that stuff for Harden, and they got nothing. They have they nothing. They got left. nothing, bro. Literally nothing. They got Oladipo, and now Oladipo's not even on the Rockets. Like, that was supposed to be the dude who brings it all together. But, like, I don't even blame Oladipo. Like, Oladipo's kind of at the point where he's like, I don't really want to, like, yeah, restart. Like, dude, I don't understand Victor Oladipo because he is so good. But when he goes to a good team, he falls off. Like, remember when he was on the Thunder? He was awful. Yeah, and he was nasty the year before. He was nasty on the Magic, went to the Thunder, sucked, and then – I want to say he went straight to the Pacers and was, like, amazing again. And now he's, like, hurt on the heat and isn't that good. Yeah, I never really understood him because, like, when he was, like, balling, like, because he's sick. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, like, he's nasty. It's just I never understood that, that either. And especially the heat is such a team where, like, I feel like they're in a position where anyone can really succeed as a player. Yeah. Just because of, like – Literally because of Jimmy Butler too, like, like the way he plays, kind of like, that's facts. Like he literally said it last year. He was like, "I don't really need to score like all the time," Mm -hmm. even though like, quote unquote, he's like the best player on that team. I'd say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, and then he just goes out and like does that. He just does everything. Yeah. Like the night he had to score against LeBron, he did it, and they won. He did it. And he well, like he can't do that every him. night. Like he's not like that. He's he's a defensive player. Like he's not there to go get buckets, but he can if he needs to. Yeah. But anyways, uh, moving on to our locks for tonight. I've got the 76ers minus five over the Bulls. The Sixers aren't missing out on anybody tonight. They're finally back to full strength. I want to say this is the first or second game where they're back to full strength. So I think it's an easy dub. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, tonight's games are a little weird. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. Um, I just don't really get it. Yeah, will will pick the literally the worst game possible. So. Uh, yeah, I know. I picked actually the worst, the worst game. Maybe the worst game of the um, season. Probably. Um, I picked Magic plus two over the Pistons. There, it's literally like an injury fest. Yeah, so like, yeah, like, yeah, you're not watching like anyone. I mean, you're watching Cole Anthony, and that's literally the only reason why I picked him because I'm pretty sure they were in the same situation two nights ago, and Cole Anthony just yeah. had like a game winner. And uh, so I was like, you know what, Cole Anthony's just gonna take over. Yeah, and like Cole Anthony, I don't. He had like maybe the cockiest post game interview ever, which was mad funny. I forgot what exactly he said, but he was like, I do this. And, like, just talking about, like, how he wants the ball at all times. When it, when it comes down to the stretch, he was like, yeah. I, he, he had someone on him. I forget who it was. But he was like, yeah, he was on me. So, like, I'm going to go get the bucket. He's not stopping me. It was mad funny. Yeah, I know. And and I was like, because, like, obviously UNC, but, I, like, I, like he's nasty. But, like, I was, yeah. like, pissed. I was, like, I don't know. Maybe he probably should have stayed. 
at UNC, like, yeah. Yeah, like another year. Cause, but I mean, honestly, it, it worked out either way. I mean, he's like, doing good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like a he's actually like a bucket for them. Like literally, like nasty for the Magic. Yeah, he's averaging seventeen points a game, five rebounds, five assists. He's shooting forty five percent. Um. Does, oh wait, no, that was wait, yeah. Uh, oh, this is this week. He was Rookie of the Week. He had, um, so yeah, 17 points this week, five rebounds this week, five assists, shooting 45%, 50 from three, and 81 from the line. Sorry, it was in Spanish. That's why I was <laughs> off. I don't know why it's in Spanish. I need to change that. I don't know Spanish. Yeah, so he's been going off. I don't also don't know why I picked Magic plus two over the Pistons at all. I just – thought the magic were going to win the game then i saw the injury report like you know what whatever i'm not going to back off of it so it's all right like that's a that's a game like usually like our locks like sometimes we'll watch the game sometimes we'll like check like throughout the game this is one where it's like when we go to record on wednesday we'll be like oh shit did your lock hit (laughs) like i I don't remember this game ever happening (laughs) because we're like let's be realistic like it's honestly a good pick but like we're not going to watch this game like Like, the only people that are watching this game are literally Magic Pistons fans or betters. No one else. Or, yeah, no. I don't even know if the betters are watching them. I don't even think any betters actually betting on this game. <laughs> Except for you. Except for, but, uh, except for but, um, with two dubs uh, last week, Will, you were 16 and 14. Uh, I'm 17 and 13. Still one game ahead of you. This could all change t- uh, tonight. But mm-hmm. moving on to Celtics talk, they've played two games since the last time we have recorded against the Spurs and against the Trailblazers. They split that. Uh, they beat the Spurs in overtime, 143 to 140. And Tatum put up 60 points, which is tied for the most in Celtics history with Larry Bird. Um, so Tatum, obviously a nice young star. Uh, as I've been saying, he's still young. He, he put up 60. Uh, he's 23. He's the greatest player ever. No, I'm kidding. But Jason Tatum, uh, complete bucket. We were down 32 points in that game. Um, Jalen Brown actually hit a three-pointer with 16 seconds left in OT um, to boost us past the Spurs. So that was a great little one-two punch. Uh, Jason Tatum putting up 60 while Jalen Brown hits the game winner. Uh, that's stuff that we like to see. He also had eight rebounds and five assists, so it's not like he wasn't playing team ball. Uh, Jalen Brown, that game, had 17-5-2. And, uh, and Marcus Smart actually had 10 points and 12 assists. Um, overall, a good win against the Spurs, but uh, we fell last night on Sunday night to the Trailblazers, 129-119. Um, overall, a tough game. We're down three going into the third quarter, or going into the fourth. And it kind of just all fell apart. CJ McCollum at 33. Jason Tatum matched him. Um, but at the end of the game, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown had like a little incident. And they walked off and now they're day-to-day. But not something you want to see as a Celtics fan. Yeah, that play at the end of the game was crazy. Yeah, no, it was a little scary. Um, but I think they're going to be all right. Jadim, Jason Tatum said he's going to be okay. Uh, we haven't heard any updates from Jalen Brown. But he's day to day right now. Yeah, that 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 was just scary. Like I like saw like the collision and I was just like, what actually just happened?
This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how that like happened. Yeah, like it was such a like out of like the blue like cuz I saw Tatum the whole time and then uh Brown literally came out of nowhere to like get the steal and then all of a sudden they were just both on the ground. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a scary sight seeing your best two players end up on the ground after a collision. Um but it's, it looks like they're going to be all right. We're now the 7th seed in the East, meaning we're in the play-in. Uh, at the moment, one game behind the Heat. Um, so with, I want to say, seven games remaining, maybe eight games remaining. I want to say something like that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games remaining. Uh, we play the Magic, the Bulls, the Heat twice, and then the Cavs, Timberwolves, and Knicks. So. I'm hoping we can pick that, up. That's, like, that should be dub central, but. That two games slate against the Heat on the ninth and the eleventh are going to be big for us. Yeah, like we like we, I, I could see us. Actually I, need that. I don't want to be that guy, but I could see us winning out. The Magic, the Bulls, the Heat twice, the Cavs, the Timberwolves, the Knicks. Like we should be able to win out, and we should if we if we out. win out, I do. Do we move up? I hope we should. Well, at least move up past the Heat. Um, we'll move up past the Hawks as well, and we have a really good chance of moving up against the Knicks to get the four seed. If if we were to win out, but I like our chances for a five seed at the end of this. I'm being serious. Move up two spots. I think we really could, and then we play the very Knicks. Realistic. We play the Knicks in the first round, which I wouldn't mind. It'd honestly be a good series, just like by the way, like like both teams are playing. Yeah, like we don't really have anybody to guard Julius Randle, but they don't really have anybody to guard Jason Tatum or Kemba Walker or Jalen Brown. Um, I think it'll be a pretty good series. Yeah, I just want to know saying that because I don't want to like, have a good series against the Knicks. Yeah, I just I don't I want to know how Kem, Kemba's going to be, just because like we've been resting him every other game, pretty much like on back to backs, like that's kind of yeah. how it's been. Yeah, we've been saving them for the playoffs, but now we need to make the playoffs. Yeah. But anyways, moving in to the MLB, a uh, little Red Sox update. Uh, we lost a series to the Rangers this weekend. Um, a little embarrassing, I would say. But, I'd say. Um, but it was they actually had the bats going against us, so which honestly not really a surprise because they do have like the actual like players to make the bats get going. Right. Like Joey Gallo lit us up like every night. Well, as he should. I mean, we yeah. don't really have the pitches for it. Yeah, so we lost that series three to one. We have tonight off. Then we play the Tigers. Three game series starts on Tuesday. And then that's followed by Friday to Monday against the Orioles. So I'm seeing I we need to sweep the Tigers, which I think that's like that should that should happen. That should happen for sure. I think we start off the series as Perez Day. I want to be <laughs> or Pavetta Day. I think one one of the two. 
Well, so no matter what Perez is pitching against the Perez, Tigers. Yeah, well, no matter what Perez is pitching against the Tigers. Which is honestly probably the best matchup ever for Perez. And then, yeah, because then our rotation will cycle back through to play the Orioles, which we'll actually need because we need any in-division points we can get. Right, that's fact. Because yeah. uh, Toronto, I think, is on a rampage. Yeah, I want to say they're spazzing. Um, the Yankees are starting to build their way back, and the Orioles are doing all right as well. Um, obviously, we still sit on top of the AL East, and I believe we're still on top of the AL. Um, I believe so. At 17 and 12. Um, we're not on top of the MLB anymore. I, I remember where I was talking about that a while ago. Um, but let's see, let's see. Yep, we're still at three games ahead of the Blue Jays. Uh, we're 17 and 12. Um, the Blue Jays are 14 and 12. The Yankees are 14 and 14. The Rays are 14 and 15. And the Orioles are 13 and 15. Yeah. So, yeah. The Blue Jays are on a three game winning streak. So are the Yankees. So the Yankees are building their way back up. Um, took them long enough. Uh, let's see how the West is doing. In oh, the but NL. Before, before we go to the NL really quick, I just want to uh-huh. say because we are playing the Tigers. Um, they are act like I'm not like joking. Yeah, like the they are actually league. the worst team in the league at eight and twenty-four. They're actually the only team that doesn't have double-digit wins, which is crazy to think about because like, like the Pirates are projected, I think, the worst team this year, yes. and they're twelve and fifteen, and they're like not terrible, and they're in a division where like there's a chance for them to squeeze in somehow if they keep it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can continue on the NL. So, yeah, I was just going to say in the NL, uh, the top dog in the NL West is no longer the Dodgers. Uh, They're half a game behind the Red Hot Giants who have – but I just want to say the uh, the Dodgers' score differential is plus 45. (laughs) They've scored 45 more runs than their opponents. That is by far the highest. The second is – Somehow the Houston Astros, even though they're only 15 and 13, and they're plus 32. That's, like, nuts. It, it really makes no sense. Um, I think was I want to say, yeah, the Brewers and the Giants right now are the best teams in the, in the NL. Like, well, like, they're tied, technically. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, like, Dodgers and then Padres are next, I think, with the Cardinals. Yeah, um, technically, the um... – in the back in the AL, just all of MLB combined. Technically, the Royals have the best record in the league win percentage wise 16 and 10. Um, their percentage is 615. They're gonna pull some magic together, like what was it, 2015? Yeah, no chance. It's, That'd be insane. insane. That'd be insane. They're good, though. They're good. They are good. Um, and their score differential is minus three. So, I like, I don't understand score differential in the MLB. It really makes no sense. We, we might we might have to cut them some slack here. They the last three series they played the Rays, Tigers, and Padres, so we might have to like cut them a little bit here. Yeah, pretend yeah. that it's not like actually happening. I'm with that. And um, <laughs> shout out to the A's. Actually, they're 17 and 12 with the socks, and their score differential is minus minus six. So like the top dogs, the top three in the AL. Are the Athletics, the Red Sox, and the Royals, um, and the Athletics is minus six, the Red Sox are plus twenty, and then the Royals are minus three. 
And then if you want to go to fourth, the Mariners are minus two. Oh, my gosh, the Tigers. Look at the Tiger score differential. Are you on this page right now? I'm just, like, on the norm. Like, I don't know how to, like, explain. If you just look up, like, I looked up MLB standings. It's, like, the first thing that comes up. Okay, I'm on ESPN. The Detroit Tigers score differential is minus 62. Holy. I was going to say. They scored 62 less runs than their opponent. At the athletics, and they kind of, like. It's kind of weird because they'll they're in like close games every now and then, but then they'll play like uh-huh. a game and they're like it's like eight to four against the Orioles and like seven to five, and then they lost eight to one. Yeah, <laughs> and then they yeah, played no, the Twins and it was thirteen to twelve. There's like a lot of weird stuff going on in the MLB right now, but yeah, it, it's like that fun doesn't to include watch. the Red Sox. They're where they're supposed to be. Yeah, they're. I, I mean, will, yeah. This last series against the Rangers was, like, so, like, weird. I don't even, like, understand. Yeah, that's like, facts. Like, what was going on. We just, like, lost it, like, late game, honestly. That's, like, really the only problem. Like, we kind of, like, lost our bats, too. But I feel like that's what happened. I mean, we need, so we we need to get away. back to a – we need to get back to full strength. That's, that's our issue right now because we have a good amount of injuries. And we don't have depth, which we've been talking about. Yeah, I know. They need to start calling some kids up because – like we have, we have prospects that can be called up. Like, yeah, because we play, we saw them all during spring training, and they weren't even terrible. No, not at all. I mean, we've got a few fielders. We've got a, actually a few pitchers as well. Like Tanner Houck is pretty good. Um, Jeter Downs is a nice infielder. He can play the outfield too, and he gets the bat going. He's in Worcester right now, mm-hmm. uh, but he's young. He's really young. But yeah, I, he, I like him a young. lot. Let's see how old he is. Jeter Downs. He is – he was born in 98, making him 22. Does that sound about right? I want yep. to say. He's 22, yeah. July 27th, 1998. Um, yeah, I mean, why not call him up? He's 22. Verdugo's 24. Yeah, like some of these guys – like they they like like I said they should call them up just like just for injuries like even even yeah, if they only yeah. play like one game out of a four game series that's one game where someone can rest if we like it's so early in the season we play so they play so many games that it doesn't actually matter like right. unless unless they like I don't know it doesn't make sense yeah I mean not really too many complaints we just have to deal with injuries right now um but I think that wraps it up for our quick MLB section. Uh, to wrap up the show, we're going to be covering NFL. Uh, the draft took place over the weekend. Um, ESPN has come out with uh, Mel Kuyper's picks, pick steals, sleepers, and favorite 2021 classes. Uh, so we graded all classes. We're going to go through their classes, and we're going to grade them as well, say if we agree with them or not. Uh, and it's not by pick. It's by the grade. So – I said we just get right to it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, starting off, we've got our Los Angeles Chargers at the top of the board. Uh, before the draft, their top needs were offensive tackle, cornerback, and outside linebacker. Um, we went out in the first round, pick 13, took the second best uh, tackle on the board, Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Uh, in the second round, we got Asante Samuel Jr., from Florida State. And then in the fourth round, we got an outside linebacker out of Duke. Uh, we've also picked up a wide receiver, a tight end, 
another offensive tackle, which I really like, an inside linebacker from Iowa, so he's probably nasty, mm-hmm. uh, a running back out of Missouri, because why not have more running backs and a safety out of Georgia? Um, this was graded at an A, Will. What do you think? I'd, I'd agree with an A here. I mean, I, I mean, you I might even, go A plus. I was like, you could even go A plus. Honestly, they got their needs and they did it really well. They got their needs and then some. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like their extra, like obviously they had a ton of picks. And yeah, no, they. I, I swear, like the Chargers, they always. I mean, this year they only took one running back. I think last year they might have taken like four or five. <laughs> well. We have a new coach in town now, don't we? Yeah, we do have a new yeah. coach in town. So we got we got our good share of players. So I think it was a solid. I'm job. very happy. I'm very happy. Yeah, I am too. Especially especially taking the lineman, second best lineman, which I mean, hundred percent. And I mean, second best lineman doesn't mean that he's like bad. Like he's really good. Yeah, which the the lineman situation this draft was uh, a little weird. I would say how that. I I would agree. Yeah how that all worked out with every team. Um, next, we have the Miami Dolphins with an A. Um, their top needs are defensive end, wide receiver, and outside linebacker. And, um, I mean, they got that done. They took Jalen Waddle, obviously, with the first pick. Which I love. And they took Jalen Phillips, uh, defensive end from Miami. He's really good, too. And then they got a safety from Oregon, a tackle from Notre Dame, a tight end from BC, an offensive tackle from UMass and a running back from Cincinnati. So, I mean. I'd give that a solid A. Yeah, I think that's an A. I mean. I'm, I'm a really big fan of their top two picks. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I think, definitely deserved to be top ten. Um, I actually called it. I was watching uh, the draft with a few of my buddies. Uh, I said right here, Jalen Waddle's going, and nobody believed me. Uh, but guess what? I was right, and that's why I have a podcast. Uh, Jalen Phillips out of Miami. He's that dude that wears 15 and just runs it like around like he has his head cut off. Um, he's insane. He's really good. Uh, I'm a big fan of this draft. Yeah, they didn't I, go out and get an outside linebacker, but, I mean, they got a really good D-end who can honestly probably play the rush position, and they got Waddle, who's a very, very good player. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think this draft's going to help them a lot. Like, they're going they're gonna, to – I think – like early prediction, I think they're going to have a massive improvement from last year. Agreed. Agreed. Like just as a team, they're going to play a lot better. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) 
Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Moving on. Uh, we've got another uh, AFC beast team uh, coming in at A minus. That's the New York Jets. Their top needs were corner, outside linebacker, running back before the draft. Uh, we all know they went out, got Zach Wilson with the second pick in the draft. Um, they also had the 14th pick, and they got Elijah Vera Tucker, who's a very good uh, guard. He can play either side from USC. Second round, they went out, got Elijah Moore, who's a very talented wide receiver from Old Miss. Uh, they got two – wait, yeah. Is this the team that got two Michael Carters? Yeah, they, it yeah. is. They got Michael Carter in the fourth round, a running back out of North Carolina, and then they got Michael Carter in the fifth <laughs> round, a safety out of Duke. Um, so I think they just won the draft automatically by drafting two people with the same name. Like that's my yeah. opinion. I think it's a fair oh, grade too. I, I would think. I like an A minus. Yeah. I mean, I've been skeptical of Zach Wilson. Uh, I'll admit it, but they did go out and get a guard, which was a great move by them. Um, they just needed offensive line, like in general. And Elijah Moore is a very good wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. So. And have you seen Michael Carter, the one from North Carolina, the running back? Have you seen his like highlights? Is he like really nasty? He's nasty. Yeah, he's like, so good. Like honestly, I like I think what this yeah, they did need a running back and they, obviously they need like everything like yeah. as the Jets team, but they I feel like reset. yeah, but I feel like them getting a running back really helps because when they had Le'Veon Bell that was like a wash and like I honestly kind of felt bad cuz I was like that's honestly a really good pickup like at first. Right. And then I was just like that just like didn't work out at all cuz like they were so bad before that too. Yeah, and then Frank Gore was their starting running back. Yeah, and he was like nasty. <laughs> like he was still doing really good. Um, next we have the Ravens. They needed an outside linebacker, a center, and a wide receiver, and I believe they got all of that done. Mm-hmm. And their grade was a B plus. Um, they picked Rashad Bateman with their first pick. Very good wide receiver. I might butcher this, but Odafe Awe. I like, yeah, I think you got that one. Outside linebacker from Penn State. So they honestly had a solid draft. I mean, you could even bump them up to an A. They got what uh, they needed. Will, look up Will, look up uh, Ben Cleveland right now. Isn't he gross? I heard he was nasty. Yeah, yeah, look him up I, right now. I heard he was, like, actually nasty. He's listed at guard, but he played center in college as well. Yeah, look him up right now. Oh my god! Yeah, I saw this dude. This kid's huge. He's huge. Oh my god, he's massive. (laughs) Holy! Oh my god, that's a really good third round pick, right there. Rocking the mohawk and like an insane beard in this picture. Holy! Yeah, he's sick. Uh, Do you see the picture with like his girlfriend and he's like on like a boat or something wearing a bathing suit? Um, I'm gonna scroll down. See, he looks he looks ripped. Like he is huge. Oh my god! Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, that's, he's that's like, the picture yeah. going around Twitter right now. He is huge. Like when he's like in like uniform, like he doesn't. He looks move. fat. Yeah, he's just not. But when he's yeah, when he's not in uniform, he looks just like ripped. Yeah, like absolutely shredded. It's insane. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Uh so yeah, overall, um, 
Yeah, I think we agreed on the A minus there. Or yeah. on the B plus, on the B plus, on the B plus. Yeah. Um, moving on, we got the Chicago Bears, which I honestly think they had a really, really good night. Uh, so their top needs um, before the draft were quarterback, obviously, wide receiver, and outside – or not outside linebacker, offensive lineman times two, <laughs> it says here. Um, they traded up. They got Justin Fields with the 11th pick, a great pick. Literally, like yeah. – Great pick. Um, and they also had a second round pick. They took Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State, a really good offensive tackle. Uh, they also did not have a pick until the fifth round, which they took an offensive tackle once again. Um, and they got UNC's like second best wide receiver, who's actually really good. Daz Newsom. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Um, they went out, got a running back because they can. Um, I mean, I think. Justin Fields is helping out their draft grade a lot here. Yeah, that definitely. I mean, they they filled what they needed. Right. And, yeah, no, they definitely did. And Justin Fields definitely boosted that up to like honestly probably a B plus, like all the like from maybe like a low B high C. Low B high C to a B plus because of Justin Fields. Yeah. yeah. It, like I mean, I I think I'd go B, like a solid B, like an like an eighty four. If, if we're going, like, grades, grades, you know? Yeah, like, you can't round it up in that scenario. Yeah, and it's, like, not – and it, like <laughs> it, I'm, like, a mean teacher. Like, I'm giving you an 85 instead of, like, an 87. Like, that's yeah. my mood right now for the Bears. I can I can agree with that because, like, I mean, you don't really know what's going to, like, happen. I mean, they, they picked their two linemen, so that's yep. – they got that job done there. They got a late and round wide out. Yeah, so I mean, they did what they could for what they had, like after the first round. Because did they not have a hold up? They, I just like did, scrolled so far. They had a second round pick, but they, they didn't second round, have anything yeah. until the fifth round after that. So they did. They did all right. They did all right. Uh, yeah, no, I'll give it to them. I'll give them a B. Uh, next, we got the Rams at a B plus. They needed offensive line, linebacker, and wide receiver. Um, they picked. They didn't have a first round pick at all, but they had a ton of everything else. They had a second, third, three fourths, a fifth, and three sevenths. I didn't even notice that they didn't have a first round pick. Uh, they picked two two Atwell with the second pick. Very easy. With the really second good. round pick, not the second pick, the second round with their second rounder. And then their <laughs> next pick was Ernest Jones, inside linebacker from South Carolina. Um, who else did they got here? I mean, I like, I, where did they get him a, P, a B plus? I mean, I'll give you like a. I mean, how do you like improve the Rams? That's the thing. Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand how you really like. I mean, like they, they didn't get. They could have put QBs as needs, honestly, to have a rookie behind. Behind Stafford. the staff infection. Yeah, like like honestly. Yeah, like, I I'd agree with that actually, but like, who are they gonna like use a second round pick on Kellen Mond? Like, what are they gonna do? I feel like you could low key go late round. Like late. Yeah, you got a point. You got a point. Because they did have a they had three seventh round picks. Like why not? Yeah, they and they took a running back, which they kind of do need. And they took a wide receiver. And I don't know how that wide receiver fell to the seventh round. If you remember him, Will, remember when we were watching the uh Notre Dame Clemson game? Was that the kid that went off? Yeah, he was a number eleven. Oh my gosh. He was nasty. I, 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 I want him to move up. to tight end because he's huge too. 
I'm gonna look him up really quick. Oh no, I just. Yeah, he's the kid that's nasty. He's like gigantic. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I remember now. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's um, good. So that that's a good pick from them. I'd give them like a B minus. I'll be. I'll keep it real with them. What was it at? My link just got absolutely like. It was at B. Plus. It was at B plus. Yeah, I think I can agree with the B minus. Maybe just like a B. All right. Um. Next up, well, I say we each pick a team that we want to talk about, and then we'll talk about our own teams. Okay. Um. All right. I just got back on the link. Got you. Let's let's, um, let's take a look here. Um. Hmm. Well, do we want to get this one out of the way first? Do we do we want to um, assess the uh, the Bengals? Yeah, let's talk about the Bengals. Let's talk about the Bengals. This might be our Instagram snippet here. Yeah. Um, so before we obviously, what was it? Uh, Friday's episode. Mm-hmm. We said, well, everyone was predicting they were going to pick Jamar Chase, and obviously Burrow had some impact on that selection, yep. as we all know. And then we were like, but they should definitely take Sewell. So I didn't really get to see much of the draft at all. Like I kind of was just getting like highlights here and there, just like from Twitter. Um, so I saw that they didn't pick Sewell with, the, with their first pick. And I was very disappointed. But like from obviously as a fan, I mean, I saw something interesting too before. It was like, it was like a picture of like Burrow with an offensive lineman and any other wide receiver wide open. Yep. And then it was yep. Burrow, no offensive lineman. And then Jamar Chase Jamar wide Chase. open, but Burrow was on his ass. Yeah. But Burrow was not. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we were talking about in the last episode of this podcast. I was saying Jamar Chase, great player. It's a good pick. It's just, how are you going to throw the ball to Jamar Chase? If you can't get the ball out after a second, because he's going yeah. down within a second and a half because we saw how it worked last year with Burrow and that ended up in him getting hurt. And now like, I mean, Jamar Chase, he's a once, maybe a once in a lifetime wide receiver, like amazing wide receiver out of LSU. But if you have someone that's going to be like, they're saying Penesul is a surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah. I was just going to say someone said to protect, like right to protect your franchise quarterback, the quarterback that is most likely no diss to Carson Palmer, the quarterback that is most likely going to be the best quarterback in your franchise history. And you're going out there and getting weapons, which is all good and fun and all, but like, what are you going to do with weapons when you literally don't like, you can't use them. Like this is like, you can't use them. And like T Higgins, like to be fair, they didn't have the best wide receivers like that whole, like they they had wide receiver issues, obviously, but like T Higgins was getting the job done and he's really, really, really good. He is good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why don't we test it out first and then, like yeah no exactly it's like like congrats now you have two young really good wide receivers and a really good young um quarterback but i mean offensive line is gonna tell you how this game's gonna go every single week and if the all line has a bad year which they did last year jamar chase you're not getting a thousand yards receiving because joe burrow can't throw you the ball yeah it it just yeah i i didn't understand like just from like simple logic, obviously one offensive lineman can't really change the entire line, but I mean, it's a yeah. start, but I mean, it's a start and it's a once in a lifetime pick. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I hope everything like works out because like that's it'll like, be fun. Yeah, like I just like I saw the scar. I don't know if you saw Joe Burrow's scar. scar. Yeah, was like, how can you look at scar. that? Like, how can you look at that and not take an offensive lineman? I mean, yeah, he could, he clearly right. didn't care about the offensive lineman. He didn't, himself. Yeah, no. Well, because Joe Burrow's the type of dude that thinks that he can do it all himself. Yeah. I mean, he was like, which for for a good amount of time he can, but he can't do that forever, you know. Yeah, like uh, he took some hits before he got hurt. That scared me too. Like him just like yeah. going out there running. He, he like when he moved past the line of scrimmage and he was out there scrambling, like trying to like just make a play. He got scary, like right very quick. Yeah. All right. Uh, the team that I chose will. Um, if you want to scroll all the way down, it's the second to last team. Uh, but I think it's the worst team for draft wise. The New Orleans Saints. Uh, they came in at a C plus. Um, <laughs> their needs were wide receiver, cornerback, and linebacker. Um, they got a cornerback in the third round and they got a linebacker in the second round. But they had an awful draft. Like they did not have a good draft. They took Peyton Turner, D end out of Houston with the 28th pick in the draft, um, which, I mean, you could have took Rashad Bateman a wide out. Mm -hmm. Um, They took Ian Book for some reason just to add to that quarterback room in the fourth round. No reason to do that, in my opinion. Um, I don't really like Peyton Turner as a first-round pick. I mean, if he pans out, he pans out, sure. Uh, But I feel like there was just better opportunities for the Saints to pick, especially if you already have DNs, which they do. Pete Werner, he's a decent, like, inside linebacker out of Ohio State. Um, I don't even know who this corner is out of Stanford. Um, And then I already talked about Ian Book. And then you went out and you got an offensive tackle from Kentucky. Like, that's getting an offensive tackle. Like, you were better off getting an offensive tackle from, like, a D3 school at that point because Kentucky is so bad at football. Um, And then you got a random-ass wide receiver from South Alabama. Like, that was just overall a bad draft. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, so their top need. So like, obviously, it goes in order, like of importance. Wide receiver was the most important one, and they had a first, second, third, fourth, sixth, and a seventh, and they chose to draft everything they didn't need before the wide receiver. Yeah, I know. Not really sure what's going on there. I mean, and there was good wide receivers in the third round, which I mean, I I can give them credit there for making like a decent decision there, but. And they took an inside linebacker, which they needed. But, like, they didn't need mm-hmm. a defensive end. I understand that he might have been the best available at the time, but, like, just reach for a I don't even think he at was. that point. I don't even think that he was. Rashad Bateman was available there. Was he Rashad actually? Was pretty, yeah. I want to say he went with the 30th pick. Well, that's just dumb. That's, like, actually just dumb. Yeah. All right. Want to go over to the to the Pats? Yeah. Let's go over to the Pats. I'm just going to scroll to the top and click the – the hyperlink word um let's see all right they got a b they needed a qb wide receiver and a corner um they had a great off season so i mean they kind they of did have a very good off season yeah. so they kind of limited what they really needed um so obviously everyone knows they picked mac jones first pick and i actually wanted to talk about that before we go on to their further picks um so we all know they had pick 15 and we everybody thought they're going to trade up and get Fields, right? Mm-hmm. So by the seventh pick, and Justin Fields was still available, 
you got to make a move. Like you got to trade with the Lions with that ninth pick, go make a move, or even with the Giants with that 11th pick before the Bears do. But what I think is we all know Bill Belichick. He is super greedy. He yeah. definitely thought that Justin Fields was going down to 15, and he didn't. Obviously, you took Mac Jones, which, I mean, good for you guys. But Justin Fields is a better player than Mac Jones. Justin mm-hmm. Fields is someone – he's a difference maker. Mac Jones is a system quarterback where Justin Fields is the guy that could change your whole franchise around again. But your head coach slash GM got a little bit too greedy and thought that Justin Fields would fall down and then the Bears trade up. They take advantage, which also I want to say great move by the Bears. It's the best move they've probably made since they were the Bears. So that's yeah. what I, That's all I want to say. I love Bill Belichick. I think he's the greatest coach of all time. I think it was a dumb decision to not move up. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I said before, I really wasn't able to watch the draft at all. So I, I was like, just I like kept looking at my watch, just hoping to see yeah. when the Pats were picking, and then I I didn't I actually didn't even see that um Fields got taken. I didn't see the 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 trade happen at all. Like just through notifications, like I just didn't pay attention for like a part of the time because I was like it's going to be a while before they pick, right? So I wasn't really paying attention the whole time, and so I was like, oh my god, wait, why did we pick Mac Jones? Like the whole time I didn't know until I got home from church that night which was like late i was like i had no idea that justin fields like wasn't available so i was like what are we doing i was like what is going on yeah because like i thought he fell at first because i had no idea uh yeah no he fell down to 11 which was i mean a little bit further than i thought he was gonna go because i thought someone was gonna make a move to get him in the top 10 i think justin fields is a difference maker i think he's a big difference maker there yeah i agree i mean and then realizing that obviously he wasn't available at all, I kind of like just thought about. It. I was like, you know what, we did the best. We like, possibly, yeah, I mean, Mac Jones was the best person w- in there w- without trading. Yeah, that's facts. I just think sometimes Bill gets a little bit too greedy. He's so focused on all the rings he won. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm the best ever. Like I can do whatever the hell I want. That sometimes it kind of gets to him. That's just my opinion. Because yeah. personally, I know people like that where it's like you're just greedy. Like, you, you don't work for anything at this point because you're at the tail end of it. Like, let's be honest, Bill's at the tail end of his career. He's, like, all set, and he's, he's just yeah, just just putting some stuff together, just trying yeah. to, like, leave pretty much the Pats on the best possible, like, note as a team before someone else is getting ready to come in. Yeah. All right. Let's go down to – uh my Seahawks who had a solid amount of picks in this draft uh, coming in at a great number of three total picks in this draft. Um, <laughs> we had a second rounder, a fourth rounder and a sixth rounder. So we, we were kind of on a, every other type of vibe. Um, is it raining right now? No, it's not. Sorry. I like thought I heard rain. Um, but anyways, our top needs were an offensive lineman, a D end and a cornerback. Um we had only three picks, so we couldn't really make that possible. Uh, but we did get a cornerback in an offensive lineman. Um, and we went out and got a 5'9 wide receiver who can go out and return kicks and run the slot, which I actually really like this guy, uh, Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, he's He had like 218 all-purpose yards per game at Western Michigan. Uh, and he was uh, all 
Mac first team. And boy, do I love myself a player from the Mac conference. Um, we also went out, we got Trey Brown, uh, cornerback mm-hmm. out of Oklahoma, which I think is a really good pick for the fourth round. Um, and then we got a big boy. He's like six, seven, 310 pounds. <laughs> and his name, his first name is stone. Um, and he's from Florida. I think it's a great pick. I honestly, like they gave you guys a B minus. I think for what you had, I think you could honestly go B plus in my opinion. Yeah, like we didn't I have anything. You, you didn't have anything. And you pretty much picked like the necessity, like you managed to get the necessities. Cause like, it's kind of tough to find a team that has like three picks in the draft yeah. and then get every single one of the players that they need. Usually like it doesn't really work. I mean, they needed a defensive end. They didn't end up getting that, but like, oh, but we did, we've picked up a, like a, five we've picked up five defensive linemen in free agency free agency, have had yeah. a sneaky like a really really sneaky free agency because they haven't picked up the biggest names but we've picked up some really solid guys like which is all which is all you need yeah. honestly you know there's right. no need for the big names if like if you can't obviously like get them like there's no yeah there's no um, point so our first round pick and our third round pick was jamal adams so i'll take that like and then our fifth round pick was Gabe Jackson, who's a starting offensive lineman. He's actually pretty good. I want to say he almost made the Pro Bowl. If not, he did make the Pro Bowl from the Raiders. So that's where our first, third, and fifth went. Our seventh round pick, I don't, I couldn't tell you where that went, but it went somewhere. So we just didn't have it. So we worked with what we had, and I think we did a pretty yeah. damn good job. Yeah, I think I think that's I think it's fair. Honestly, I think it was what you could do for what you guys had. I yeah, mean, and to be fair, did. like the first and third picks, was it for Jamal Adams? Kind of yeah. like in a sense, redrafted him because he's literally playing like a whole new position. Yeah. Like, like now in, he's like in terms from his like, yeah. yeah. In terms from his like career standpoint, cause like he played, he did both with the jets, the but, jets. but for mainly dropped, but kind of dropped back most, most of the time because he kind of had to. Yeah, just because he had to, but now we're giving him a chance. And I just want to say, I need to go back to this link. Um, if we did keep our first round pick, I want to say that the um, the Jets took an offensive lineman with that pick, which really would have helped us out, like low key. But I mean, you can't really complain. I know everybody makes fun of Jamal Adams, Blitz Boy, and all that, but. I mean, if he's going to lead our team in sacks, he's going to lead our team in sacks. That's going to help us, you know, because we have we have safeties and we have DBs that can go deep for that. Like, I don't mind Jamal Adams going out there getting 10 sacks a year because that's 10 sacks that we wouldn't have if if we didn't have Jamal Adams. And if we went out and we drafted a defensive lineman or an outside linebacker that's going to go out and get sacks for us, he's not getting 10 sacks next year or the year after that. Yeah, probably not. So everybody that's clowning Jamal Adams because he's a safety, you have to think about it from this. He's a safety because of the way that he's built. Yeah. And he can do everything. I know that he doesn't catch picks, and that's what a safety's there to do technically. But Jamal Adams isn't really a safety. Jamal Adams is, I'm going to run all over the field. I'm going to hit people. He's a tone setter. He's something that nobody else in the league has. He's Cam Chancellor, like, yeah, with, like- with a little bit of a toot. Like, like he's yeah he's that he's that guy like he's gonna go out and make plays he may not go be a ball hawk but he's gonna go out and set the tone which is something that like is so valuable to a team 
and everybody that clowns Jamal Adams for not getting picks, you don't witness what everybody else witnesses. Like you don't see the side of Jamal Adams, how much he benefits a team. Like you don't have to go get picks at the safety position to win games and to be that guy on defense. And Jamal Adams is the perfect like representation of that. I mean, you could say why get picks when you can just force fumbles. Exactly. If you're getting the ball anyways, if you're getting stops, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, you got a I mean, you're getting an advantage from forcing a fumble because most of the time it's going to be behind the line of scrimmage from his, from his point. Yeah. So like you're like, gaining, you're gaining more yards essentially from getting a pick that's from a ball toss, like 35, 40 yards down the field. Yeah. And I mean, a safety that stops the run game. Like yeah. Earl Thomas couldn't do that. And like, especially cause like he's so fast too. So he it, is. it's he, not, he, it's like not fair. It's like actually not fair when he's like on. Dude. Like he literally runs around like he's on something like that's what he looks yeah. like. And like, he makes a big hit. Like you hear it, you hear that hit and he pops up like nothing happened. Like he's ready for the next play. Like that's something you want on your defense. And everybody was clowning him last year, which I just don't understand. Like, I get it. He didn't have any interceptions. He's a safety. But, like, if you're doing something on that team that a linebacker is doing and you're, like, move him to linebacker, like, no, you don't have to move him to linebacker if we're going to play a cover three drop and we're going to drop down our other safety. Like, that's just how football works. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, like, it was – honestly, it's worth it, especially since, like, like I said before – kind of like drafted him into a new position like with those picks like essentially that's what you did right um before before we head out i wanted to say um there was a woge bomb it was about lebron he's expected to sit out tonight against uh denver which is actually which is actually huge because right now obviously denver's third the lakers are seventh and i mean granted that the two teams close to them are four games behind but a loss tonight and a win from the Grizzlies and the Warriors on an off night for the Lakers could make up a lot of ground. Yeah. So, uh, LeBron, I, I already did my little rant on him before. I'm starting to become the person on this podcast that just, like, rants and is just, like, completely out of pocket. Like, I just, like <laughs> – <laughs> but, I mean, hey, it's it makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah, I just like I don't know. I guess he reaggravated it the other night against the Raptors. I like I could say right now that he might not play the rest of the year, like until playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. There would be no point unless they start dropping games like crazy. And, and you and you know why? Because he's a sore loser. And they also like, gonna have to play the play in. So I mean, have fun. Yeah, have fun in the play in, LeBron. You can win the play in. Like, why not? Like, just go win the play-in. We haven't complained about the play-in. The only reason – when we complain about the play-in, we just complain about how bad the Celtics are. When LeBron's yeah, we're not complaining, complaining about, the play-in, about the play-in. He's complaining about playing the play-in. We're complaining about which, how which, bad we are going to play in the play-in. Right, which would make sense. Like, I would complain about playing in the play-in as well. <laughs> yeah. But literally two months ago, maybe three months ago, he was talking about how good of an idea it was. So, like, get, get your facts straight, LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, why don't you embrace that? It's such a great idea that you're you're that, one of the first teams. It's that can such play a good idea. In, I'm going to play full it. season. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. So like, well, not I mean, full I season, like ten games less. That doesn't actually matter. Less, yeah. Whatever. Right. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, LeBron pisses me off. He's been pissing me off my whole life. Um, but that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Happy May. Uh, it's beautiful out. I'm sweating. 
a lot. Um, but that's a good thing. Uh, it's summer. I'm going to announce it. It's summer for me. Uh, I'm out of school in two weeks. Will, you're out of school in two days. Yep. Um, so it, it's summer. Like, it's, it's literally summer. summer. It's summer. So I uh, hope, hope you guys have a good week. Uh, we'll see you guys on Friday. And peace. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been blind for a while now. I just got the key, they let me in, no ID Doors opening up for me and now I see I've been blind for a while now I've been blind for a while now I've been blind Every single goddamn day a nigga think he next to Think he next to who? Tomato, mustard, mayonnaise Nigga better catch it, catch it, catch it Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize Playing Chumba Casino this year I was only playing for fun So winning this was a dream come true Chumba Casino is America's number one Social casino experience It's serious fun With over 80 casino style games to choose from You too could win life changing amounts of cash Be like Mary Log on to ChumbaCasino.com And give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary, void or prohibited by law 18 plus, terms and conditions apply See website for details The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner it's winter time when temperatures go down the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them so don't risk a costly replacement stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the service card appliance repair program from black hills energy it's peace of mind in a plan visit blackhillsenergy.com sign up to learn more